Drainers, you're listening to How the Fuck Did We Get Here? Year in Music, the worst year in music on the web. I'm Chuck, and I'm here with Mason. Feliz Navi Dad. And Nader. Edelbarik. Mason, what the fuck was that? <laughs> on today's episode, we're going to be looking back at 2021 and picking out some of our Album of the Year contenders, as well as discussing music projects we liked and talking about some of the major music moments that happened in the past 12 months. Before we jump in, I just want to apologize in advance because I have COVID. So I'm sorry. COVID's not real. Shut up. Without further ado, let's jump into our albums of the year. So I guess I'll start, and I just want to give an honorable mention to an album that I have so far not met anyone in real life who has actually enjoyed it. But um, The Cemetery tape i guess rainbow bridge three was like my honorable mention i thought it was fantastic mason does not agree yeah Um, no no one's gonna know what this is either so it's good don't search it up don't listen to it it's not worth it it's good if you know it you know it like it's it's a if you know you know thing but mason doesn't even think it's music he thinks it's a meme but it is it is a meme it's like a combination of memes (laughs) so go check that out um I know nobody is going to like it, but you should listen to it. And then other than that, I think I had three big album of the year contenders that I've kind of been sitting on for a bit. I've been listening to them kind of on loop since they came out, and they're all 2021 projects. I think my first one has to be Hotels by Jasmine Sullivan. It's just fucking fantastic. It's like, I'm not an R&B person whatsoever. There's really, I don't even, I'm not even a big Frank Ocean fan. Like I don't listen to even alternative R&B like The Weeknd or anything. It's just not my vibe. But Hotels was just like so like lush and like really soulful and like smooth. And I thought it was fantastic. Did you end up listening to that track that I sent Mason? Yeah, it was really good. I liked it. I was really surprised that you like actually liked it when I was listening to it. I'm like, this is R&B. Why am I listening to this from you? But yeah, I liked it, which says something. So yeah, good pick, I guess, compared to your fucking last one. So I kind of actually felt the same way. Like I listened to it because probably about like seven months into 2021. I was like, wow, I haven't actively listened to any music that came out this year. I should see what I've been missing. So I just looked up like what albums came out in 2021 and I was like skipping through a couple and I put it on and like I listened to the first track and I was like, holy fuck, this is really, really fucking good. And I ended up finishing out the album while I was working out. And it's like the opposite of workout music. If you've listened to any Jasmine Sullivan stuff, you know, it's like not something you listen to while you're working out. But I finished it, and I was like, oh, that was a good album. And then it ended up being in regular rotation, which I definitely did not see coming. Good pick. Good pick. Yeah, thank you, see? Um, Actually, I think you liked most of my picks, because my next, the other pick for my top three was, uh, the next pick for my top three, I should say, was Glow On by Turnstile, which is, like, pretty much the polar opposite. It's, like, it's hardcore. It's, like kind of classic hardcore music with like a dream pop twist to it you listen to that right yeah it was that underwater boy song out of the three that you'd send me because you sent me underwater boy blackout and fly again and underwater boy was the first one i listened to and i really enjoyed that one the other two were a little bit harder like they're more of like what i'm used to in terms of your music um but even those were not like they're more tolerable and i could sort of get behind it i think nato if you listen to those two you would actually enjoy them as well so yeah i'm interested yeah, they're good. It's like hardcore. It's like it's mosh pit music, but like not like 
what you Zoomers are used to is mosh pit music, what we used to listen to back in my oh, it's day. Oh, play Wii Guardian. Mm-hmm. Never mind, I'm good, then I'll pass. Mm-hmm. Chuck, you're, uh, you're what, you're older than us? I don't, am I actually older than you guys? Yeah, by a year. Jesus. Yeah. You guys are 2000s babies? Yes, yeah. sir. God, that explains so much. That explains the OVO You're such a fucking, you're such you're a fucking so old. You're so old, it's crazy. Um, no, but that was a fucking fantastic album. Do you listen to NPR, by any chance? NPR, like the radio station that puts people to sleep? Yes, super random question, do you? No, I don't. Why? What? Wait, Nate, are you sound offended? Do you listen to NPR? No, I'm just confused why the fuck you're bringing it up. Okay, so basically I went to Spotify and like today I was just looking, uh, I searched up um, like best albums of 2021 and there's a playlist by NPR Radio for some reason and it had every single album that Chuck had sent me. So, I don't oh, know. Fuck? Whoa, are you fucking serious? Yeah, all of them. Literally all, well, besides like Cemetery, but yeah, Injury Reserve, um, Turnstile and the jasmine sullivan that's really surprising actually yeah yeah i mean i guess it's not super surprising because i get like oh like if i'm like like what happened this year if i'm behind on music that came out this year because i'm like a pretentious wannabe artistic asshole i'll like go and look up like top rated albums like really critically acclaimed albums from the year and i'll start there and like work my way back from there and like most of the time the albums that i pick out that i really like that end up being on repeat or like really stick out to me are albums that like do really well critically so i mean that probably says something about me that we don't have to go into right now but i can see why those three albums ended up on npr's end of the year list because all of them were super critically acclaimed Mm -hmm. makes sense and then the final album that mason already kind of mentioned offhandedly was uh by the time i get to phoenix by injury reserve which is like i've been following injury reserve for a long time this album is i don't think your guys's taste as much but some of their older albums um maybe not live from the dentist's office which i think was like their debut but their other two albums in between that are like way up your guys's alley but by the time i get to phoenix is like by far their most um experimental i would say like they've always been kind of experimental rap in a certain way but this one is like way off the wall completely experimental like very just trying out like everything and kind of seeing what sticks in that sense that album is not an album for me that's like packed with bangers but it's like an album that you sit and listen to all the way through you know what i mean and then when you're done you're like whoa that Mm -hmm. was a fucking experience so that's why it made the list for me also, I'm just going to apologize. I actually do have COVID, so I'm a little, like, out of breath right now. So, uh, yeah, sorry about that. Damn, it's finally hitting. You're finally feeling the COVID sickness. Yeah, I've been asymptomatic this whole time, and then I get on the fucking call with you assholes, and it just drains all the health out of my body, and I can't catch my breath anymore. Good. Good. That's what makes OVO gloves. He's snatching your soul. Um, but, yeah, those were my like big three picks and then obviously cemetery was my honorable mention but if i had to pick like one out of those to actually be my album of the year i have to go with turnstile that album was just so like you guys know my music taste and if you actually like have listened to the other episodes of the podcast you kind of have an idea of what i'm into and that album is just like everything that i'm into 
to a fucking T. Like every and it just it hits everything that it's trying to do. Like when a song is trying to be like a hardcore mosh pit banger, it executes it perfectly and the dreamier, like lighter, cloudier side of it is like executed perfectly as well, which is really cool to see from a hardcore band. I'm just going to say it right now. Album of the year for me, Glow On by Turnstile. I also got one of my professors into that album, so... Did you actually? Yeah, I did. Uh, what, Ken? No, um, this professor from the Waterloo campus. Um, I took an online class with him, and mm-hmm. he ended up being a super big 90s punk nerd. Like, he's super into, like, a lot of the same shit that I grew up on. Oh, that's dope. So I sent him the album just, like, out of the blue. I was, and I was like, you have to check this out. And then, like, two classes later, I bugged him. I was like, did you listen to it? And he's like, oh, yeah, I've had it on repeat for, like, the past two weeks. I was like, hey. Oh, that's awesome. That's what sick. the hell? That is so yeah. sick. Yeah, he ended up being one of my references for all my master programs applications. Hey, look at this so. big educated guy. Really smart guy. Education is shit. Holy, bro. It's only because I sent him that album. He would not have referenced me if I didn't send him a good album. <laughs> if that album, if I had sent him Certified Lover Boy, he probably would have blocked me. On ah, like, oh, you should have done it. You should have done it. That's so funny. So yeah, those are my picks, Mason. I know you have some uh, uh, interesting picks. I guess interesting picks. I don't know about interesting compared to yours. Yours were the most interesting. I would say uh, I'm gonna leave. <laughs> one of them to last because it's probably I think one of Nader's as well. Um, oh no, no, no! Listen, listen, Mason. First of all, my music taste is super unique. Okay, we would never ever have the same thing. I totally don't listen to basic ass rap shit. All right, no, no, neither do I. Neither do I. In my exactly. top, top so. three, will show that. Uh, can I have multiple honorable mentions though? Because there's a few I want to talk about that I'm that I aren't in my top three. Yeah, as many as you want. I don't care. Speak your truth, man. Okay, okay. I I think I, Nader. I know your top three. None of us picked Donda. I'm, I'll say that now. But Donda's up there. Obviously, it's it's Kanye. It's gonna make like the, this conversation somewhere. Um, like it was good. It was a little bloated for me. It was a little too long. Um, some of the subject matter is not quite my style, I guess. But like, the, there are some very notable tracks off of it. Like, believe what I say or Hurricane or the two that come to the top of my head. Uh, there's more than that that I like too. But overall, like, it was a good piece of work but it just it wasn't the best of the year for me um Um, i just want to say about donda like i i was when i first heard it i didn't think it was like bloated and then after listening to a couple of times i was like okay holy shit there's definitely some tracks that can be cut here like i just it might be controversial for kanye fans but i think all the like redos at like there's like three or four like songs that were like the same song done over at the end oh like all the part twos yeah Yeah. all of those could have been cut like with no problem and also i didn't like the pop smoke song like i thought that was a it was so useless it was like an interlude pretty much right yeah Yeah. that that song's already on pop smoke's album so it's weird that he re-released it on his own thing just with the mixing sounding way off Mm mm-hmm yeah, and the, you know what I didn't like about that? This might be, like, me being nitpicky, but I thought it was weird to take an artist's posthumous work and then censor certain words out of it. Like, he censored all the cuss words. It just fits the theme of the album, I guess, because there weren't any, like, there wasn't any yeah, cussing on it. Yeah, he censored all so. the cuss words. Yeah. No, that's what it is, though. Like, he censored all the cuss words on the album, but then, like, I that's why I thought it was so weird, because, like, it was this album that was, like, crafted by him he brought everybody into the studio had it done a very specific way 
And then he kind of took this track that has already not only been finished, but released by an artist who is no longer with us, put it on the album, but then kind of like did little things to it to try to make it fit the vibe of the album more. And I was like, that's why it stuck out so badly to me and like why I thought it definitely should have been cut. Because it's like, it was not recorded for this album in any way whatsoever. And I get it that he was like trying to honor his memory or whatever. But to take the song and try to force it into the vibe of the album just didn't do it for me. Not like as like, a, oh, it was disrespectful. I mean, there's a debate to be had there. But it just didn't work. It didn't fit the vibe of the album the way mm-hmm. he wanted it to. It was uh, sort like, of a weird yeah. decision just to include it. Yeah, it didn't need to be there. We can go back to Donda, though, at the end, because I know there's something we want to talk about a little bit then. Um, yeah, uh, like I was saying, honorable mention still, Melodic Blue by Baby Keem. I just want to say, like, it was good. There was good tracks off of it, but, like, I don't know. It just, I don't, I think everyone's expectations were super high because he was on a crazy single run, and then the album came out, and it was, like, half of it was just like, okay, this is super mid. Her debut album, though. Well, I, I actually, I don't even know if it's. Yeah. His I think it is. His, I think it is his debut. I think. It yeah, is. he has tapes out, but that because that Die was. Die for my bitch is considered an album. No, that's a tape. Um, oh okay. yeah. Yeah. So yeah, for his debut album, it's pretty good. I won't lie. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not like it's. It. I would say like it's not exactly mid, but it's not great. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's trying like a, something new. That's what I like about his style, kind of thing. He just kind of like it sounds like he has fun. So the album was like a funner album, you know? Yeah, I was a big fan of... I really liked Baby Keem when... Uh, probably not when it came out, but I really liked Die For My Bitch. And like I was into like a lot of the singles too. But the album, mm. like, I, it, like, yeah, it was good. It was better than mid, but it wasn't my favorite. Yeah. I just want to say this before we move on. His deliveries. Like, the, like he has so many fucking deliveries. Like... <laughs> oh, I know. He's got yeah. quotables on quotables. Yeah, he's got mad quotables. Not on Donda. His verse on Donda was terrible, but... Bada-da-bada-da-bing, the bada da boom Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, a few other other mentions I'll just list off, though, were Wildest Dreams by Misha Jordan. Um, sometimes I Might Be Introverted by Little Sims. Uh, you Should Be Here, Vibar, which like I don't think many people will know outside of the UK. Um, also... Man of the Moon 3 by Kid Cudi came out the end of last year in December, so I guess you can sort of like you can sort of say it, like it's one of the albums for this year since it came out so late last year. Um, obviously, Call Me If You Get Lost by Tyler the Creator. I didn't really listen to that too much, but I know how much hype it got and how like how much people praised it. So I think it's worth just bringing up. Um, but yeah, so getting into my top three finally, uh, the first one would have to be "We're All Alone in This Together" by Dave. I think. That album for this year, the album was like, I don't know. It, it, it's just Dave doing Dave, you know what I mean? Like, it, his storytelling, the, the quotables, like, the fucking, the, the, I don't know. Some of the shit he says is just, like, perfect. I don't know. I think in terms of the conversation of, like, who's the top of, like, hip-hop and, like, lyricists and shit, Dave, for some reason, isn't included in that because a lot of people just focus on American artists, like, you know, Kanye, J. Cole, Kendrick, Drake, whatever it is. Dave needs to be up there in that conversation. I think Nader, you can agree with me oh, there. Yeah, most definitely. I will yeah. say one thing though. Dave's album really good. One of the better albums from this year. Mm-hmm. Not as good as his other albums. I think I can agree with that. Like Psychodrama, because well, because he set such a high bar. Yeah, because Psychodrama is near perfect. Like it's such a good fucking album. It's so fucking good. But yeah, also his cover art for his album is fucking sick too. So dope. Oh yeah, all his cover arts. He never yeah. fucking missed. 
No, no, not at all. And like certain people named Drake. Fucking what the hell is COP's cover, man? <laughs> yeah, we'll okay. get into that. We'll get into that later. Yeah. Uh, but my uh yeah, my second one, I think I don't think this is like an album, but it's just like a complete project. I think it's just an EP though. Uh, and it's City of God by Blanco, another UK artist. Um, as you can tell, just, if you listen to our podcast, just like with Chuck, if you listen to this, you know his music, music taste and you kind of know mine as well. And I listened to a lot of shit out of the UK. But Blanco's, that EP was so fucking good. Nader, I think you listened to it too and you're like, eh, it was okay. For me though, track after track, I'm like, okay, this is, this is fucking sick. I listened to that today, actually, just like just for this episode. It, I got it was okay. Like I gotta, I gotta. If if that is what Nader thinks, mm-hmm. I gotta go with Nader. Like I did, it was okay. Like it was, it was good drill. It wasn't like mind blowing to me. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that's exactly what I felt. I'm like, yeah, this is good. Like there's not a single song where I'm like, oh, this is fucking trash. But it didn't wow me. Like none of it did. Mm-hmm. I was not wowed. I think I was mostly well. I think, personally for me, his sound, his style, and his delivery is very, uh, I don't know, what's the word to say? I, I like it a lot, I guess. You know, It's appealing to me. Um, also for an artist who's, nah, he's not up and co- coming because he's sort of already established sort of in that, in that gray area. But I think, as, I think it is his first complete project. And because of that, I'm like, okay, this is, this is really good. But uh, yeah, other than that, go check it out. I liked it, whatever. And then my last pick, of course, is CLB by Drake. Like, I, I, I do agree with what everyone says about it. it. It's just Drake doing Drake. He didn't do anything new. He didn't do anything crazy. There was nothing, like, super out of the ordinary that really pushed any boundaries in terms of, like, his artistic ability or whatever it was. It was Drake doing Drake. But that being said, it was Drake doing Drake. So it was, <laughs> it was good music. Like, I, I liked it. And it's not exactly, like sit down as a whole cons- like cohesive piece and like oh my god this album is like a piece of art it's like it's pretty easy listening but in terms of what i had on my playlist this year and what i was listening to throughout the, the latter half of the year it was clb like on repeat i i think i sort of listened to the album to death because i listened to it over and over and over again and i haven't done that with a drake album ever like i'm a huge drake fan but like a lot of people know with drake his music takes time to really set in and like kind of grow on you but this album like right off the bat i'm like okay this is this is really good and i can listen to it front to back over and over again see there's part of me that's actually kind of glad that you picked clb as one of your albums of the year because i know you so i knew before you said anything that that was going to land on your best albums of the year list that i genuinely think might have been my pick for worst album that i heard this year (laughs) Oh fuck! What it the was fuck? so because here's my thing, right? Here's my thing, and like, even if you don't agree, I think you'll understand where I'm coming from. I would rather listen to music that's really genuinely bad or even purposefully bad over music that is just like does nothing for me. Like, I would rather I want the music that I listen to to give me some kind of visceral reaction on some level, which is part of why I like that Cemetery album so much. It's part of why I like 100 Gex so much. Like, it just it gives me like this visceral reaction. Like, I can feel it in my toenails and in my chest. But I felt like Certified Lover Boy on top of doing that thing that Drake always does for me, which is just make me be like. I this is I don't care like this music is just wallpaper music 
he did that again, which is whatever I always expect Drake to do that for me. But there was also some moments that were really just like super cringy in a way that didn't like give me a visceral reaction in the way that some things that are really cringy do. Like, you know how there are like scenes in the office that like make you cringe and you love it? This uh, that album had moments on it that made me cringe in a bored way. Like when you over when you're at a party and you overhear someone trying to hit on someone they're interested in and they're just like crashing and burning, but it's not funny and you don't really care. You're just kind of like Ugh, and you like suck your teeth and just like go s- talk to someone else. It was like that. Like the majority of way too sexy was like that for me. She said, I'm a lesbian girl, me too. Girls want girls, yeah. That's definitely one of the worst bars of the year. Yeah, that's, ugh, it's rough. So it's like, that was why Certified Lover Boy landed in like my bottom of the year list. Because it was just boring, but punctuated with like moments of like eye rollingness. Mm, and I just yeah. couldn't. I listened to it all the way through once for something else we were doing. And then I tried to listen through it again and I got about halfway through and I was like, holy shit. Whatever you're smoking, Mason, I got to be smoking that because (laughs) you're on a different planet, dude. Oh my. I just want to add another bar from Drake in that album that actually pissed me off. Like, because of how fucking cringy it was. When he really said, like, dead serious, first track of the album. It's the pretty boys versus the petty boys. I wanted to shoot myself in the head when I heard that fucking line, bro. Oh my god. It just bothered right. me so much. Because I just thought of how many fucking loser-ass kids are going to use that as a caption on their picture. I'm like, bro, please, no. Why do you have to put that in the universe, bro? Why? Uh, yeah, that is kind of fucks. It bothered me. I mean, like, yeah, like I totally get where you're coming from. Obviously, Chuck, I know what you're into, and I know you don't like Drake, so it was kind of obvious that you're going to come at it like that. But... <laughs> Girls want girls and way too sexy. Like low key, I I, I kind of feel like they're a meme on purpose. Like he made them because people aren't gonna take them seriously. Kind of like especially way too sexy. When you see the music video for that, you're like, okay, like they're just taking the piss. Like this is this is not serious. This is just for fun kind of thing. Oh, and, but way and too dr- sexy in the fucking club, bro. <laughs> is different. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> Wait, did they they play that at your birthday, right? No, they played that at fucking this other girl's birthday I went to at the club, bro. I actually felt like a bad bitch, bro. I was standing on the table and shit, shake my ass. Like, I felt like a bad bitch. I don't want to lie to you. Oh, yeah, bro. He See, he makes, like, like I don't know. It's easy listening, you know what I mean? Nothing nothing is, like, overly intense about it. I don't know. So it's, like, In Too Deep. Uh, fucking, honestly, in, in the Bible, Little Dirk's part. That was about it for that on that song. Um, I don't know. And then 7 a.m. on Bridal Path, for me, I that fucking track is sick. Although the whole Kanye Drake shit that happened after, like at the concert, sort of is like, okay, what's the point of the song now? Now that you just like won and now you're hugging it out and you're best friends again. I mean, I love to see it. Two of the biggest artists of our generation coming together is pretty sick, but it kind of just like ruined that song. Um, but Champagne Poetry, even like the intro, I'm like, okay, this, this shit's fire. Yeah, I actually, I, I, I remember liking 7am on Bridal Path because there, there was that one line in there that was like, Oh yeah, like uh, instead, like something about a post out of desperation, like make the, like, give this address to your driver and make that your destination kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was actually really good, but that was like 
that was one of the only moments on the entire album that I was really like, ooh, nice. And then, like you said, it lost all of its punch after the whole rest of the thing played out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was like, okay, yeah. yeah. Like, it was a cool line, and I liked it a lot, but then it lost all its meaning like three or four months later. So yeah, but yeah I, I can see where you're coming from, and I knew that was going to be on your top picks. I just had to... I can't resist any opportunity to shit on Drake. I have nothing in my life. My life is empty. I need to shit on rich people. That that yeah, that that's fair. That's fair. I mean, yeah, like just end off for me though. Like CLB was good, but at the same time I understand that it's not like it's nothing crazy. You know, it's not the fucking groundbreaking at any means or whatever. It was a good album for me through and through for the most part, but yeah. Wait, did you did you not have a final pick for your album of the year? Oh, facts. That's hard. Out of the three that I, like, I said, I think just based on what I listen to the most, I have to go with CLB. Only because I listen to it so much. Like, it only, it only makes sense for me to say CLB. Fair enough. Yeah. I would have I gone with Melodic Blue. I listened to those three, and Melodic Blue was like my favorite of them. But Melodic, Melodic Blue is not on my top three, so. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. Your honorable mention was better than anything in your top three. That's... Fuck you. I mean... <laughs> Whatever. Alright, yeah, do you take it away? The slander is enough later. for me. Alright. If you guys listen to podcasts, you know I'm more about I'm more of a rap kind of guy. A little bit of R and B for exam season. I don't know why. I always just listen to a lot of R and B when exam season comes around. But it's mostly been rap. Alright, so my honorable mentions. First J. Cole's album. Fucking Loki forgot the name right now, but it's fine. Don't even Off know season. that. Off, Off season. season, yeah. Off season. Honestly, it's really fucking good. Like, cause to me, I feel like peak J. Cole was 2014 Forest Hills Drive. Yes, sir. And then kind of like, he's kind of just like, meh. Afterwards, like, I didn't really like any of the projects after like that much. This is like, his mo- like one of the albums after 2014 Forest Hills Drive that I genuinely liked. Good ass album. Really fucking good. Mm-hmm. Um, also got Melodic Blue. Like, I was listening to that a lot when it came out. Like, it was in every single playlist of mine, was always playing. Loved it. Tyler Creators, Call Me If You Get Lost, really fucking good. But, like, I just have a thing with Tyler. I can listen to him for, like, maybe two weeks max, and I don't know why. I just start getting bored of him. So I couldn't put him in my top three. I also have Donda as an honorable mention for the same reasons that we already mentioned. Like, it's just bloated. Just too much shit. But, yo, Life of the Party, one of the best additions to a deluxe album I've ever heard in my life. Facts. The one with Andre 3000. Oh, oh my God, it's so good. Arguably the best song off the album. No, like dead ass, like it's there, it's up there. It's so good. That's so crazy to me too. Did you see? Uh, I can't remember who said it first, but uh, when when Drake leaked that song, people oh, were saying God, that yeah. the song that Drake leaked by Kanye is the best song that Drake has put out in yeah. like five years. <laughs> yeah, that was brutal. That was really rough. It's not wrong, but good lord. No, that song is so fucking good. Andre 3000's part, bro, like, oh my I legitimately, God. I legitimately teared up, like, when yeah. I first heard Andre 3000's verse, and he's, like, talking to his dead mom, and, like, Kanye's dead mom and shit. God, Andre so has good. just, man, they, three stacks is insane. That man can't breed. miss. Different breed. Like, the generally, yeah, honestly, the best song from the album. And I don't know why you couldn't put it on the original, because, wow, it was excellent. All right, so my top three, I'll start with CLB. I'll say that that was, like, my third favorite album of the year. It's not Drake's best work. I don't think we've seen his best work since, like, Views. 
Actually, no, since more life. I think that's the last time we, we're going to see his best work. Dark and my demo tapes was so fire, though. What the fuck? Yeah, it was good, but like that's more, I think of that as like an EP, not an album kind uh, of thing. Yeah, yeah. I told Mason this like a couple weeks after CLB came out. It's a great album. Like, I think it's really, really good. And it's like a very Drake album. Like, you know, you get everything you were expecting from a Drake album. But to me, it just sounds like Drake got bored. Like, he kind of just put out the album because shit, he had to, you know? That's, that's where the boredom crept in for you when you've been listening to Drake this whole time and that's where you decided it's... Oh, shut up, you fucking shut asshole. Up. Shut up. Listen. You, you music snob. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I had to. Every album is like, always felt like, you know, he had like, not even a point to prove, but just like, like he was just making sure everyone was aware that he's, you know, like the best-selling artist best selling rap artist of the generation like one of the those guys this one kind of seemed like i'm already mm. at the summit here's a fucking album like take it shut the fuck mm. up stop bothering me for another two years just shut the fuck up take it i still really liked it there's a lot of songs on it that i still listen to like daily in too deep one of my favorite songs of the year I, yeah. it's a great album but yeah it's not it's yeah. not it's it's third i'll say it's third for this year second this is like recency bias, but Alone at Prom by Tory Lanez. So good. Oh. I don't know if you listen to it, Chuck, but it's like Tory Lanez just went out and he's like, I'm going to make a whole like 80s inspired album. Have you listened to it? Me? Yeah. No, I'm not. A, I don't really like Tory Lanez that much. Honestly, give it a listen. Like, you'd be surprised. Yeah. All right, you, I'll check it out. I'll check it out. I don't like Tory, Tory Lanez, and I liked it, so. Tory Lanez has some songs. I'll give you that. It's fucked up what he did to Megan, but he has some tracks, so I'll I'll probably give it a listen coming into the new year or some shit. It's so like I'll, a I'll very like different kind of album than you'd expect from him. Yeah. And just production's really good. His like he's more going for like the singing kind of thing on it, and I think he's a decent singer, so it comes off really well. Before okay, before you move on, I wanna say one thing about that album though that Chuck needs to know. Oh, uh, okay. The track Pluto's Last Comet is literally never going to give you up by Rick Astley. Just saying. Just <laughs> oh my saying. fucking god. Honestly, I'm not bi- the biggest on that song. It's not a bad yeah. song. I, just I still song. think it's good. I just think it's funny that he Rick rolled on that album. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Now, number one. Fucking, it's, it's a really random one. Uh, when I was, like, you know, doing, like, my little Googles for this thing, just looking at what albums came out, I was reading, like, you know, different publications and their ratings, and this didn't even get mentioned top 20. Uh, but I thoroughly enjoyed this album. It was Voice of the Heroes by Lil Durk and Lil Baby. I haven't heard a cloud album that good since, like, What a Time to Be Alive. See, that's... Jeez. That makes, like... I didn't... I don't listen to Lil Durk or Lil Baby, so, like, I am not up. I didn't even know that was a thing that came out this year. But everything I've heard from both of those artists just through, like, listening to Donda and, like, their features on other shit, like, both of those artists have really been on a streak lately. Oh, like, yeah. Lil Baby and yeah. Lil Durk have both upped their games big time since, like, probably, like, 2019 is when they really started, like, I feel like clicking. And like I said, I don't listen to them that frequently, so just what I've heard off features, but... Yeah, it was just such a good album, like... A lot of like they play off each other very well because like Derek can also do it do his like R and B like singing kind of thing, and Baby just has bars like he just can rap, he just goes off and shit and it just every single song 
was such a sick collab between the both of them. They just played off each other so well. The chemistry was fire. And I was listening to it. For, I remember when it first came out, I didn't even touch it. Because I'm like, eh. I like Baby. I like Dirk. But I don't like them enough to like listen to them like 24-7. So I didn't even look at the album. And then my one friend was like, yo, like it's one of the best albums I've heard in a long time. Gave it a listen. He wasn't lying. It was a great album. Honestly, my weird pick for number one, but it's my pick for number one. I love the fuck out of that album. Still do. Hey, I'm just glad you didn't say Certified Lover Boy. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't put it at number one, personally. I can't. If two out of three of us had picked that album, I might have had to quit the podcast. <laughs> Fair enough. I had to be the one, though. I had to be the guy. I'm a big Drake fan. Most Drake Mason list ever. Two UK artists and fucking Drake. It yeah. Really is. It really is. Somebody has to have the worst taste. Shut the fuck up. For your, your taste is out there, bro. I'm just saying. I had, a, I had a weird fucking year. and I did not need anything intense in terms of listening, bro. I needed the most casual listening just to get me through this shit. So it, it worked for me. No yeah. taste is bad taste. It's just okay. that you don't have any taste. So. Thank you. Now, Chuck, you have COVID. You have no taste. Oh, <laughs> air horn samples. Insert the air horns. You know, usually you just say stupid shit, but you know. Good no, you still you still laugh at it majority of the time. That's why we're friends. Yeah, I'm just nice. And so that is our our official albums of the year. We got Glow On by Turnstile, Certified Lover Boy, unfortunately, and uh, the, the Voice of the Heroes. Voice of the Heroes by Dirk and Baby. That's a, it's a, it's a top three list. (laughs) Of all the top three lists I've heard, it's definitely one of them. You sound like fucking Fantano or whatever his fucking name is. (laughs) I am going to listen to, I am going to listen to Voice of the Heroes though, because that, I, I, both those artists are pretty fucking banging. So I'll check it out and I'll check out that Tory Lanez album because fuck it. Why not? It's a good ass album. Yo, Chuck, if it makes you feel better, if I put Dave's album as my number one, would that make you feel better? Because I could do that. I, mean, I would do that. No, w- speak, speak your truth, Mason. You, I mean, you, you tell the world how you really feel, buddy. Nah, that's fine. The, Dave, I'll, I'll, I'll say Dave's album would be a close number two, if not number one, depending on the day. Yeah, you had trouble picking your number one, though. Yeah, so I can, it was, I can it was tough. That. It was tough. All right, so now that we have our picks for best albums of the year out of the way... There were a couple big music moments in 2021 that we did want to talk about just to kind of clear out of the way, acknowledge that they happened, and reminisce a little bit. Uh, The first one that I really want to start with, just because I don't really have that much to say about it, but it happened, and we're all living with it, is that Limp Bizkit is a thing, again. uh, They put out another album, which I did not listen to, and I think, I could be wrong, but I think that they were broken up for a while. I don't think they've been a band for a long time. And then they reunited, played some shows together, I guess, and uh, are then put out another album, which I actually heard was not bad, but I didn't listen to it solely based off principle. So I wanted to acknowledge that and just say that Limp Biscuit is back. Thank you, Chuck. Mo- moving on from Limp Biscuit, uh, <laughs> Tim- 
Taylor Swift. Anybody who I don't think any of us really listen to Taylor Swift, do we? No, not really. Yeah, she basically re-released some albums or something like that. Because uh, everyone, like <laughs> everyone, knows this. Everyone knows this. She's one of the biggest artists in the world. Um, Yo, can I be dead ass? I didn't fucking know this. Are you serious? I don't know. I don't really follow this type of shit. Bro, if you just go on Instagram or any media, I, I literally spend, bro, like my weekly time on Instagram is maybe fifteen minutes. That's honestly, I look up to you that's crazy bro instagram Wish. is so fucking boring my understanding was that something had happened and that she didn't own the uh original like masters yeah. her manager of... fucked her out of like all her uh what, what are they yeah just her masters, masters yeah. yeah so then what she re-recorded all the music so that she had new masters right because if you re-record mm-hmm. something or cover something or whatever as long as it's cleared that's technically your original recording now right yeah i'm pretty sure that's how it went so she re-recorded all of her shit so that she could release it and get all the money from it, right? Queen she, shit. She's very talented. She does make great music. I yeah, she's oh, yeah, no, no disrespect. Yeah, yeah, no disrespect from any of us on this side. Taylor Swift is bomb. It's just... Just don't bring a listener. Yeah. Carly Rae Jepsen is my queen, and uh, <laughs> based on principle, I don't listen to other pop artists. I'm just misogynistic. <laughs> all right. Beyond that, I think that's something that, I don't know, I didn't really expect this to hit me that hard, and then when it happened, like, if I, if you had said to me in the abstract that this happened, I would have been like, okay, that's sad, but alright, but Young Dolph died. I'm not, like, the hugest fan of it, but, like, that, like, real southern kind of sound, if you're tuned into that at all, you know, people like OJ the Juice Man or shit like that. Young Dolph was, like, one of the big ones, and he's also just, like, one of the most, like, he's just a super fascinating fucking character, and the fact that he passed away was really fucked up, especially considering how he passed away. So, big R.I.P. to Young Dolph. That's fucking sad. I'm just pissed off, man. This guy just wanted cookies. He just wanted to get some cookies. Facts. Motherfucker just put holes in them. It's fucked up, man. Yeah. I think uh, the next big thing, which is kind of cultural in general... Um, but does heavily have to do with music. I didn't realize how big of a role this guy played in so many artworks related to music, but obviously, huge fucking rest in peace to Virgil. Rest in peace, so, out of that's, nowhere. That's crazy. Rest in peace, Virgil. I didn't realize, because after he passed, like, because I, I like fashion and shit like that, so I've been aware of Virgil Abloh since like early on in high school because I was I was kind of on it's embarrassing to admit but I was like browsing r slash streetwear when I was like <laughs> 14 15 and shit such yeah. a snob but, you're such a snob <laughs> I, it's 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 cringy now like, uh, I'm, a, I'm, I'm embarrassed like fuck off bro you it, did it r slash streetwear is cringy but whatever anyways um it used to be cool like back you know it, yeah and i didn't know about any of this shit it was cool now it's kind of like Ugh. yeah so like i i was like like onto like the pyrex shit and i thought that was really cool when it was like first coming out and shit like that and then like to see it go from that to like where he was now i didn't realize because that's the that's how i've always seen virgil to me he was always the Pyrex dude, the off-white dude, the creative director of Louis Vuitton, that's who he always was to me. And then when he passed, all these, like, music Instagram pages and shit like that started showing, like, all the album arts that he designed. 
Holy oh, yeah. shit. Yeah, I did so not much. realize that he did Neither watch did the I. throne. That was crazy. Like, he was just all over everything. Like, I knew he did that Uzi album art. Like, I knew he oh, did Oh, yeah, Love is Nerds too. Yeah, I knew he did a couple, but to see, like, everything he did listed side by side, holy shit. What a fucking ant he was a had. legend. Like, generally yeah. a legend. Before it anything it was just straight up a legend before he even passed mm-hmm. his influence was huge yeah yeah big fucking rest in peace to virgil big rest in peace that's a that's a that's a rough one yeah that young like not even that old too was he in his 40s, 40s? Yeah. yeah sad bro uh, uh i just want to talk about this one real quick uh it's kind of Maybe the order of us telling it should have been different because it's like yeah. kind of on a later nah, note. But it's fine. The mood a little bit. Let's it's not fine. on something too sad. Roddy Rich. <clears throat> I really like him. You know, he's he's a great, he's a good artist. What the fuck was that album? What was that so album? bad. It was so mid. It was so mid. It was, bro, like, I'm dead ass. His first album, I think, is a classic. Like, it was so fucking good. Like, every song was good. It was different. All that. This album, bro, it just, it's, it, I wanted to turn it off. Like, every time I played it, I was just like, I'm so bored. Like, I want to, like, I would want to go to sleep. Just Wait, so shit. I don't follow Roddy Rich at all. What album was this? It's called uh, Live, Live Life Fast. Fast or some shit yeah, like that. Yeah, Live Life Fast or something. Don't listen to it. It's not fucking worth it's it. It's a waste really of time. Good. It's really bad. I almost said it's really good. It's really fucking <laughs> it's bad, It's so bro. boring. It's, it's pretty much the same song over and over again. There's nothing new. There's nothing interesting. The features are just as mid for the most like, part. Oh, my God. Because he's been, like, he hasn't dropped anything. Like, he dropped a couple singles over the last, like, two years, three years since the album came out. So he's been quiet. So everyone's like, oh, yeah, he's definitely cooking up something crazy. He's been this quiet. And then this album dropped. I didn't even know it was supposed to fucking come out. I was just on Spotify one night and I saw it. I was like, what the fuck? This came out. Listen to it. Oh, just so boring. It's just there's no, no substance to it. There's nothing interesting. It's that. It's that. What is that? What's that called? The sophomore slump? Is this a sophomore uh, album? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly it, actually. Yeah. Roddy Rich hit that sophomore slump. That shit'll kill careers. He's not like he, he didn't just hit it, bro. He drove fucking 100 kilometers an hour into that shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, it was so bad. It just it just hurt because like I really do like him. I really fuck with him, but it was just shit. Yeah, I think the last one was probably like if we didn't talk about this to at least some degree, we would just be blatantly ignoring mainstream music this year. It is finally over. The legendary Drake and Kanye beef that produced one of the best diss tracks of all time, not even joking, maybe better than Ether, is done. The The Drake and Kanye beef is over for now. To see them actually come together and do something is insane. And I fucking hate Drake's music, but... That concert was crazy to watch. Like Mason put me onto it. Yeah, you, all, you almost weren't gonna watch that. I made you watch that. Yeah, and I'm glad I fucking did. I mean, I watched like half of it. I watched a little over half of it, but it was fan fucking tastic. 
No, it was so good. The lead up to it too, where they were all at Drake's house in Toronto, and like Dave Chappelle was there, sort of emceeing the whole thing. And... It was so wild. <laughs> that was the wildest part of it all, bro. Because like the night before, I went to the Dave Chappelle show in Toronto. You and... did? Yeah, I went to the Dave Chappelle what? show. What the fuck? Yeah, I fucking went. And then the oh, next day, God. I'm just on Instagram looking at stories. And I click on fucking Drake's, and you just see Chappelle there. I'm like, wait, what the fuck? The whole concert was so fucking good. It was it was Kanye's concert and Drake was there as like a special guest. But like the whole thing was just Kanye performing all his hits, all his classics, and it was so fucking cool to see. Like it wasn't in person, obviously, because it was in LA and you know, COVID and shit. We watched it over uh, Amazon Prime and Twitch, which they did for free, which is really fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, no, just seeing Kanye perform like songs like even Runaway, which was had a weird ending because of Kim. Um Yeah. But Yo, I'm excited to see how that develops. Yeah, that's gonna be interesting. But all the stuff we off... just did. What? Oh yeah, we bought a house across from Kim, right? <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, no, he performed songs uh, like for off graduation, the college dropout, Jesus walks, like that track. Um, he, he performed flashing lights, which is one of my favorite Kanye tracks ever. That was so fucking cool. And then Drake didn't perform any of his hits or any of his classics. He performed stuff off CLB. And he did, tried to do Girls Want Girls, which ruined the song even more. I I can't lie, it just wasn't good. Um, but they ended off doing the verses off forever, which is probably the best way you could have ended that collab concert. So overall, I was very impressed with it. It was one of the coolest things I have seen in music this year. So Yeah, and I feel like we can't bring up that concert without actually shouting out what the whole purpose of of it was which was you know free larry hoover free free the man he's what serving like five life sentences six life sentences his sentence is fucking insane yeah so free larry hoover uh try to drink somebody free free the mandem oh my fucking oh yeah that shit i saw that i can't lie that's fucking cringe like yo come on bro (laughs) that was so cringe bro all right you do you drake but yeah, I think that's pretty much our, uh, that's kind of our year in music. It was, yeah. you know, it was kind of a crazy fucking year in music. All things considered, obviously, you know, mm-hmm. there could have been a lot more shit going on, but we've all been locked inside, COVID and shit, it's real, I have it, don't catch it. Mm-hmm. But f- considering everything that's been going on, it it was a pretty fucking, it was a pretty out there year for music. They canceled, um... <laughs> Played with Cardi's album on me, and I was I was depressed for a couple of days. On the left, did you expect them to not cancel Playboy Cardi's album? I mean, I'm in a concert, my bad. Uh, but oh, um, word, yeah. People like the theory is that like Cardi just isn't vaccinated, so Canada didn't want to let him in. My fucking god, I would. Which I wouldn't be surprised. It would make sense, yeah. Yeah. The man lives on fruit gushers. Do you oh think he really god. cares about his health? Um, all right and yeah before we end off i think we're going to talk a little bit of what is going to happen for us in 2022 and what we're sort of looking forward to i have a few more honorable mentions that we didn't touch on yet um the first one being vince staples album which is self-titled uh 30 by adele lately i feel everything by willow which chuck did you listen to that because that's really like pop punk shit no i gotta i gotta tune into that okay. one still Definitely check that out. Uh, the Little Nas X album, Montero. Yeah, I wanted to shout that out too, and I totally forgot to. That was like another, that should have been one of my honorable mentions. Mm. I loved Montero. That album was fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, my girlfriend sort of forced me to say this, but Doja Cat, Planet Her. Um, and then An Evening with Silk Sonic, 
by Silk Sonic, Anderson Pack, and Bruno Mars, which was pretty sick. But yeah, yeah, it was a decent album. And then yeah. if you you already covered Montero, which was my shout out, but then my other shout out was people weren't a huge fan of this album, and I, I didn't like it as much as some of the earlier stuff, but I thought it was killer. And that was uh, "Is for Lovers" by Death from Above, nineteen seventy nine fantastic album if you like hard rock and like shit like that go check that out but yeah i think those are our shout outs for that is there anything we're missing here oh i need to shout out tiktok music i won't lie bro that shit got me hooked on a lot of new shit oh my god Just tiktok in general fair enough i mean i guess it's good for the artists so good, good oh, for yeah, TikTok. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah um but yeah so for the new year i think for us as a podcast i mean hopefully we can put out more work we have chuck and i have one more semester left and Based on how first semester went, obviously we didn't put anything out over the last couple months because of how intense it's been, and we don't really expect it to let up over the next couple months. So maybe you'll hear from us uh, before this before spring. Yeah, and I'm really hoping to put out some shit. We've got we do have ideas and episodes chambered in a sense. We just have to actually like formally put them together, and it's not you know for a lack of ideas. It's more for a lack of time. So with that being said, you know, be safe, everybody. Avoid COVID. Stay in school. Don't do drugs. Eat your vegetables. Thanks for sticking it out with us, even though we have, like, this is going to be, like, our fourth episode when it releases. But, you know, if you are listening and you like our more relaxed stuff like this, let us know, because it's a lot less research-intensive and it's a little easier to put out. So you can, you know, if you like it, you can let us know it h-t-f-d-w-g-h-pod at gmail.com that's h-t-f-d-w-g-h-pod at gmail.com email us tell us what you thought let us know all that good shit and uh fuck what's our instagram handle again how the fck pod you can uh message us on instagram you can follow us on there try to keep up with whatever it is that we may or may not be doing at any given moment one more time that's how the fck pod on instagram those are pretty much our only two socials so if you like it if you fuck with it if you want to keep hearing more of it if you want to let us know what you want to hear more of hit us up either on the email or on the instagram and uh yeah we hope you've had a very merry christmas happy hanukkah all those fun holiday cheer times Happy holidays, everyone. Happy New Year. Bitch, get it together, bitch.